Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Vredestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, batter, batter. Are you ready to hit a home run with flavor? Step up to the plate and swing by Penn Station East Coast Subs, where every bite is a grand slam. Craving a classic Philly cheesesteak or maybe a savory chicken teriyaki? Or how about loading up on their delicious fresh-cut fries? Call it a triple play by ordering Penn Station's signature fresh-squeezed lemonade. When it comes to subs, Penn Station is the big league. Order online at penn-station.com or stop at a store near you. Penn Station East Coast Subs. This episode is brought to you by Polestar, a car brand designing a future that's 100% electric. Polestar is saying no for all the right reasons. No empty promises, because Polestar turns visions into reality. No greenwashing, because their words are set in stone. No conquering Mars, because Earth is their priority. No compromises, because the planet deserves real action. Get the full story and explore the Polestar 2 at polestar.com. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. That's a wrap on the 2020 NFL regular season. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. 
I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Of course, you can tweet us at I Want Your Flex. So the 256 countdown, the one that you cherish so much, Mike, is now in the books. This gives us an opportunity to not only look back at what happened in Week 17, look back at the fantasy season, and also look ahead to the playoffs. And we're going to be with you for the next couple of weeks all the way through Super Bowl 55 with more podcasts as well. But uh, the regular season is now done. I know you were holding on to 256 as you always cherish it. Yeah. But uh, the regular season Ending an interesting fashion in Philadelphia with the Washington football team getting that win over the Eagles. So Washington wins the NFC East, doing it in somewhat controversial fashion after Nate Sudfeld replaced Jalen Hurts as Eagles head coach Doug Peterson pulled the rookie in favor of the uh, longtime journeyman backup, if you will. He's not a journeyman. He's been in Philadelphia for a while, but he's just always been the backup or number three. Anyway, pretty much putting any end to the hopes that the Giants were going to make the postseason and Washington walks away a winner. What a way to wrap up a 2020 NFL regular season. Well, I guess you get the report that you're keeping your job, so you just flip everybody off and do what Doug Peterson did. (laughs) Carson Wentz, you stay home. Oh, and yeah, we had a plan. You know, Nate's been a good guy for us, so we wanted to get him some playing time. When you've got Al Michaels watching the play in the final minutes going, what was that (laughs) on a couple of pass attempts? Uh, Just an absolute disaster. Congratulations to Ron Rivera. Congratulations to Alex Smith. Antonio Gibson comes back and runs the ball 19 times for 75 yards. Congratulations, Terry McLaurin on one leg. Uh, a lot of question of whether he'd play. Seven catches, 40 yards in the score. And they, they win the game, and now they go to the playoffs, and it's a feel-good story. Jason Wright installed as a pre- as a president, right? Uh, go Cats and, and all of that. But uh, just shameful, uh, pathetic. When you've got images immediately of Jalen Hurts on the sideline mouthing the words, that ain't right. <laughs> That's, you've got everything you want. And I, I know we watched it throughout the day. You bench players and playoff seating and whatever else. This this read to the, who does Doug Peterson hate on the New York football giants that he wanted to end it this way? I See, I just, I, I don't have, I just, I'm, I'm not tore up about it. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if it's because, we were talking about Washington finishing seven and nine, or the Giants were only six and ten. I don't know if it's because I really don't necessarily care now. If it was my team that was in the Giants' position, maybe I'd feel different about it. But I just, I, you know, I I don't want to say that I subscribe to the well. You had fifteen other opportunities to change the narrative earlier on in the season. I do kind of feel that way. I just am not as butthurt as, as everybody else seems to be about it. I can understand why you're pissed off if you're a Giants fan. Sorry for my language in those. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, you're, you're just coming it's... coming straight with it because, look, the, you could just quote tweet a few people and uh, read some tweets, and all of a sudden we've got an explicit warning going up alongside. <laughs> but to your point, yeah, I agree. You had 15 shots. To, to run your own fate, right? It's like people that were moaning and crying all week that the Steelers weren't going to play people if you were a Colts fan. Well, handle your business, and you yeah. get in. Hey, look, good things can happen if you actually finish a game. Yeah. I, I just – it, to me, is just not as as big of a deal. And I know Dan Orlovsky made this post. And, you know, the Collinsworth Michaels, the, the way that Collinsworth phrased it, for those that were still watching, kudos to you. But the way that Collinsworth ends up phrasing it at the end of Sunday's game is, 
I don't know if I could have done that. I thought it was a very good way to put it instead of just being like you, you. It was, it was a, a great turn, I think, on, on how to say it. But, yeah, I just am not. I, I never played the game, so I don't know how other players feel. But I just I am not as, as, as hurt and disgusted in the acts of Doug Peterson, not mainly because I thought it was the right or the wrong thing or, or that you know Jalen Hurts was playing well or playing poorly. It's just this is week 17. And I do think that being the spotlight and where it is and where the – I know the NFL doesn't want that look, but this stuff can happen in other spots throughout. If it did happen during a, a – a, a, I almost said a noon game. You could tell there are central time zone routes No, they stick, they stick with us, Dan. If it, if, it was a, if it was a 1 o'clock Eastern time kick, Mike, it still would have been a big deal. The NFL is, is, is big enough where it's not like it would have gotten lost in the shuffle of the six or seven other games that were going on. It would have been a big deal. It being the standalone, it being on Sunday night, I think made it a little big deal. But again, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Giants finished six and 10. Sorry they didn't get a break from the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, that's just, it's tough, you know, tough beans to me. Yeah, it's it's just one of those, right? Because the NFC East, for as much as it was mocked all year long, that's where a lot of eyes gravitated over the course of the day. I mean, all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys have life. Yeah. And then it ends on Andy Dalton doing Andy Dalton things after playing smart football for three weeks, floating one across his body <laughs> on third down. Oh, man. On third down, you can throw it away. You got one more shot. You can move the chains. All of the Nah. <laughs> Whip it over the top uh, and see what happens. But the, the fact that you did have the spotlight uh, on the Dallas uh, Giants game and then drifting going, wow, now we've got perfect theater for this Sunday night football game. Jalen Hurts, that we we know about the acrimony, right? The morning reports, uh, as LeVar Arrington and I were doing our show on Fox Sports Radio, into Rich Hornberger and Steve Hartman, who preceded you and George Reister. That was just swirling in the background that Peterson had gotten his you know, notice that he was going to stick around and, oh, Carson Wentz is a healthy scratch, so delicious theater and all that building to a Sunday night crescendo. Jalen Hurts, 7 of 20, 72, and an interception passing the ball, but did rush for the two touchdowns and then uh, it was the Nate Sudfeld experience. So I think people felt cheated because, I mean, they weren't going to go watch Elf again. They were Elfed out. They said Elf this. (laughs) <laughs> Would they have felt better if Carson Wentz went into the game? Well, sure, because if nothing else, it was Carson Wentz trying to be hero, or you could just continue to call him, you know, the goat and not mm-hmm. in the right way yeah. of things. So there would have been, I don't know, for some uh, column inches – Certainly on Fox Sports Radio, I think you could pick a couple of hosts that would love nothing more than to have done a couple of segments on Carson Wentz tomorrow. No, it's on Doug Peterson. Not, who am I kidding? I would have loved to to do a, a commentary on why you don't pay a guy before you have to. But the other side is that now we, we were deprived that, right? And it became the Nate Sudfeld. Instead of, all right, Carson. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I thought that I thought that Doug Peterson made Carson Wentz inactive because they did not want they do not want him to get hurt. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. And that's and that's why for the trade value in the off season. And then I also thought 
they did not want to hurt their trade value by playing Carson Wentz in week 17. Like, they were just going to stay. They didn't want to show any more warts with Carson Wentz. <laughs> so they're like, we're just going to keep this. We're going to try to keep this uh, package um, just uh, a little bit for you to guess and see what you've got. But they didn't want to reveal all of it. And I think that was um, – I'm joking, but then again, I'm not. When it no, comes to and, but, but that's part of it, right? It, it, but it's also the, all right, how do, how do we hide that contract when we know what's going on with the mm-hmm. salary cap? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the trade. You may think that Carson Wentz is a great redemption and reclamation project for one of these teams out there looking for a quarterback. Reminder of the handful of guys coming in via the draft some of the other veteran quarterbacks that are on the market. Did you see enough from Carson Wentz to say, hey, let's bring a huge chunk of cash that is owed to him? No. no. Like him and, him and Jared Goff. I mean, I said him on, on our airwaves, and you and I have talked about it, Dan. Like when they got paid, it made no sense. Like I know you could say the, hey, we lock in a little bit of savings if this proves right. How often does it prove right? Mm-hmm. When you pay yeah. a guy that kind of money at that position, uh, you almost would rather go the other way and have them keep proving it year over year. If it means you've got to cut into the, uh, a bigger check, that's fine. But they're at least, you know, you got the dangling carrot for one. But two, if you're not sure, like in the case of a Dak Prescott or one of these guys or what they did to Kirk Cousins in Washington, is you at least can string it along to say, all right, I need another year of evaluation to decide as opposed to, all right, we're on the hook for 40-plus million dollars yeah. on a guy that week to week we can't count on. You know, here's, here's the interesting part about that whole conversation because I do think that there is a part of the NFL – that still lives in the NFL that we were in eight or nine years ago where we just felt that quarterbacks were no longer as existent, that you can you have to draft one or you have to get lucky with a, a free agent that you develop or something. And I, that's just it's not the world that we live in anymore. That's the Quarterbacks are more readily available than you would think. Just look at the movement we saw in this last offseason. You know, a guy like Phillip Rivers becomes available. And while Phillip Rivers, uh, you know, is, a, is, is on his way to a – possibly Hall of Fame career, it's still the fact of that, you know what, Phillip Rivers is available. That wasn't happening eight years ago right. with, with a with a veteran quarterback or just even the young talent that maybe guys get or teams give up on right away. What the the issue that that I just I think teams and I'm this is gonna sound crazy, I just think teams are so afraid to give up on on a guy or, or those teams were afraid to give up on a guy. And it's why I almost give a tip of the cap to Jerry Jones. Um, I know they want Dak Prescott. I know they do, but they just didn't give him a contract. You know, like they, they mm-hmm. tried to sign him. There's, you know, the difference of, of how many years that it was. But, you know, they're in a situation with Dak Prescott right now where the Rams had the, what, one good season with Goff? And then right. it's here's your you know here's your contract maybe we're going to pair you guys up and do yeah essentially what San Francisco did between coach and GM mm-hmm. they tried to do with golf and McVeigh right yeah. here you're now paired together and you see how that's gone yeah and, and Jared Goff didn't have a good rookie season and then they make the playoffs his second year and then you end up having the year that you end up going to uh, to the uh, to the Super Bowl and and so. Now all of a sudden you're like, all right, how many great years has Jared Goff, you know, really had? But you're like, hey, he's he's got to be our guy. We can't get a, you know, let's pay him now and save the money here. It's all right, maybe maybe that's the case. And I know Dallas ended up having to pay Dak the franchise tag, and they're still going to have uh, the decision to make on him. But 
you know, these other these other teams ended up, you know, racing to get these guys their contracts, and we've seen kind of how it's played out, and not in the best way for the Rams or for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, for the Rams, I mean, one of the things you got to look at is I, I want their blueprint. I, how do they keep finding money for guys? It's like I thought there was a salary cap, so I mean, that's a whole other part to the equation. But to Dow, like for the Dallas point. On some level, they couldn't pay Dak Prescott the dollars and cents he was looking for on an annual basis just yet with all the other albatross contracts that they have that are still uh, in the offing. All the offensive linemen that they paid that are no longer playing at the elite level. I mean, that's one of the big conundrums in Jerryville going into the offseason. Well, I will say this, though, because they did – yeah, this is, I'm, I'm actually going to use information that doesn't support my argument to support my argument. I so love this. So this is going to be amazing. All right, this is going to be an amazing podcasting time right here. <laughs> this evidence goes against everything that I'm saying, but it's going to support it. They paid Zeke first, and they paid Amari Cooper. Right. And and so, like, with those decisions, and I know the Rams had, had Jared Goff, but uh, or excuse me, had Todd Gurley, but those contracts were put in place, and – Look what ends up happening to Dak this season. And again, it's, you know, he's a plays on the franchise. He's still going to get his long-term deal. But Jared Goff had two good seasons out of his first three. And that- There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery is celebrating 30 years of service in Mansfield and 25 years in Columbus. Hi, I'm Dr. Schumer, and I'm so proud of these milestones. Patients I performed LASIK on 30 years ago are now returning to revision for cataract surgery. It's truly an honor to be here for them and know that revision is still their top choice all these years later. Learn more at revisioneyes.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All of a sudden, you come up after that third year, and you're like, oh, boy, like, you know, all right, let's give, you know, let's lock him up, and now we see what happens. So, there's just... Life comes at you fast, Dan, right? Life I mean, does come at you and fast. When, and when you look at what the Cowboys are, I mean, on the other side of the ball, you're bereft of of big impact players. A couple sure. of injuries certainly didn't help matters, but, I mean, that defense was toothless all year long. So, the fact that it showed up again getting run over and they were being out schemed by their old head coach i mean jason garrett grinning like a, the cheshire cat on the sideline with some of those early calls i mean the end around to sterling shepherd i thought he was going to jump to the moon <laughs> yeah we got him it's like oh you know they're no good on that side of the ball good for you uh, the uh, the rush to judgment. I know teams have to make their decisions, but anyway, we'll just we'll leave that where it is. That's enough of quarterback talking. I was going to look back at our last podcast and just hit on some of the things in Week 17, but it's just got such a wacky weekend. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to look back at the season as it was. I mean, I'm sure there were some daily fantasy wins that you had. Uh, my Melvin Gordon pick, he got close to uh, 107 yards, still got in the end zone at 93 yards. Uh, if you played him in a daily fantasy league, congratulations to you. He at least got you a little something. Something for you, but the uh, the the season is in the books. And fantasy leagues, most of them ended week sixteen, but some played into week seventeen. And of course, as I mentioned, you had daily fantasy leagues. When I look back at this season, I always like to look back at things I hit on, things I missed on, but also then at the position wise, Mike. Mm-hmm. And what was shocking to me is. I knew how great of a season that Josh Allen had statistically. And we know about Aaron Rodgers' season because it's likely going to end up in an MVP sort of season. We know the struggles that Russell Wilson had in the second half of the season. Kyler Murray dinged up a bit in Week 17. There were some issues. But when you go and look at the position as a whole, fantasy-wise, I just named a bunch of names, didn't even mention Patrick Mahomes. But the quarterback position is alive and well and healthy in fantasy football, which, again, will lend to the fact of Maybe you don't have to bend over backwards to try to get now one of the star quarterbacks. Every single year, Mike, I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change with a transcendent quarterback. And then when you end up looking at the numbers that are really there and going into the 2021 season, there are nine or ten quarterbacks that I'm sorry that you can start for your fantasy team. There may be two, if you're in a 12-team league, two or three teams that may have to manufacture something together. But when you're drafting come August in your fantasy football league, there are going to be nine or ten quarterbacks that you are going to be fine with leaving draft day from what they did in 2020. Yeah, I mean, you just go through the first 16 weeks of the year. We'll leave week 17 aside. Sure. Uh, for the moment, I'll crown, you know, King Henry. Henry the Eighth. I am, I am. 
Eighth guy to go for 2,000 yards, so Herman's Hermit's feeling really good about the airplay they're going to get. Yeah, that's right, I'm old. Either that or I'm just really knowledgeable. Maybe it's a combination of both. You don't know. Uh, But from quarterback one through quarterback 12, that's Josh Allen down to Ben Roethlisberger. Your difference per game was 6.8 points per game in terms of performance. (laughs) By way of contrast, at the running back position, we're looking at uh, a much bigger differential. We're starting to get into double digits per per contest. That's just one through 12. Oh, and you have to start two of them. Right? <laughs> Likewise, sure. at receiver, the same thing. At the quarterback position between Allen uh, and Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, even with some of the bum games that he had down the stretch, you're still looking at 33 and 10 through week 16. Wow. Right? So <laughs> yeah. when you start looking at those ratios, you add Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson so you and Josh Allen, so you get a bunch of love out of their rushing totals. So when you're going on your draft board, maybe that's something you shy away from and you're a little bit nervous about, right, of where there might be a little bit of a decline there. You know, Russell Wilson once upon a time, you, you relied on rushing touchdowns and things yeah. of that nature. Those don't exist uh, with, you know, the, the variability of those and, and luck. I guess, comes in quite a bit. But to your point, you know, when we get through Week 16, a guy that didn't start the first couple games is sitting there at number 10 in Justin Herbert. And that was with a number of guys hurt throughout the year. He didn't play with the full complement for most of the season, nor a competent coaching staff in fourth quarter and game situations. Uh, Now, you could also say their defense was hurt. That's the standard uh, for the Chargers, that there's always going to be at least one or two key injuries. Every year, you just have to figure out who on that wheel you're spinning uh, on the defensive side is going to get Well, you know, one of them's going to be Derwin James, but that's Most likely, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of becoming... I'm trying to remember my my man was uh, Bob Sanders from the yes Colts. from Iowa and and the Colts that when he was on the field, damn it he was fantastic. Problem is you didn't know which six games you were getting. <laughs> <laughs> so same kind of thing going on there with Derwin James, unfortunately. Uh, but to your to your point, I mean you start getting into deep QB two, and there's really not a huge drop off between Roethlisberger and QB. 19, which is Philip Rivers. I mean, you're talking about uh, a total of 30 fantasy points for the season. Spread out over 16 weeks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's negligible. It's nothing. To a game. So, and and then you start getting into Cam Newton and Carson Wentz and guy, and obviously Drew Brees missed extensive time. Joe Burrow was off to a big start before he got hurt. But to the point is, there's depth. And if you you, uh, trust uh, in a little bit of the health side of things, that's always part of your considerations. But there's value to be had. So I'd be looking at stacking you know, as much as people want to go zero running backs or just say the tight end doesn't matter, eh, Travis Kelsey, you can make an argument that you got to be looking at him a lot earlier than you perhaps you would yeah. tight ends in past years just because the differential for him is so different. I mean, we're talking, you know, between he and t- tight end two, we're talking four points a game, let alone going down to tight end 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in and, and, and tight end two this season, Darren Waller, you're, you would hope George Kittle is healthy. The tight end position is, again, another one there. And, and, and I may be blanking on names just because of, of trying to remember, but it was always Gronk, and then Kelsey was involved. And then you're like, okay, well, hey, huh? I got Zach Ertz. 
You know, this is this is sure. a couple of years ago. When you know, he was okay. healthy, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I got I got Zach Ertz. That's fine. Maybe I don't have, you know, maybe I don't have Gronk. You know, but hey, Gronk's going to get hurt anyway. And you like you looked at those couple of top guys, and then you tried to maybe fill in with a couple of promising prospects. But I just think that it's the position that's, you know, it, kind of back where it once was without that gap that you talk about with Kelsey between Waller and Kittle. You want to throw out the uh, Tony Gonzalez and uh, Shannon Sharp days? Sure. Antonio Gates. Antonio yeah. Gates went before the toe became an issue. Those those days were those days were better than what they are now. Though. Oh no, right yeah. now it's all touchdown dependent and wishing and hoping. Yeah. Right? I mean, Kelsey finished week 16 with 105 catches. Waller was at 98. Number three was Logan Thomas, and who trusted Logan Thomas? He was he had he had sixty nine catches. Granted, I mean you go through and you you chart it. There's two or three really high points where he was a, a big factor, and then you got T.J. Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry was sixth with sixty catches, and you start drifting down. But when we start getting into touchdown dependency, all right, Tunyon, who we loved from Green Bay, double digit touchdowns but only 50 catches on the year right so some weeks he's non-existent because well you have other tight ends playing for the Packers or that third running back that suddenly pops out in a red zone situation much like you saw in week 17 against the Bears like who the hell's that guy Eh, he's wide open (laughs) and Aaron Rodgers found him you know after another dropped interception Nick, <laughs> that's I, not I, I, I had a five count. I was King Kong Bundy watching the Bears defense against Rodgers uh, in week 17. But, yeah, the tight end position is a lot of wishing and hoping after the uh, first two guys. Rodgers could be throwing touchdowns to Paul Kaufman and Ed West Nicely if you want to go back to old Green Bay tight ends. Yeah, the position is 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 unique. And when you mentioned the, the gaps for the – the lack of gaps between the quarterbacks, running backs, just completely different story. Like we talk about hits and misses. By the way, you mentioned the name Evan Ingram, and I cringed. Oh, I, physically I know. Cringed between he and and Eric Ebron. Which one you want to do a couple of send shivers down your spine as to man, lot of lot of talent, lot of opportunity, oh goodness, and a yes. lot of balls left on the turf. Yes, like Evan Ingram is. I don't want to say such a tease because the, he just. Like when he catches the football and the things that he does, he just uh, dynamic may not be the right word, but mm-hmm. I just I think that man, he's got something. But yeah, you see glimpses of what those yeah, top two or three guys so are. Frustrating, yeah. Right, talking about adding Kittle back to Waller and Kelsey, you say, all right, that's the guy. Where's that guy every game? I know yep. I sound like Seinfeld. My, my voice. <laughs> What's <rising>? the deal? <laughs> By the way, that could be in the running for the worst Jerry Seinfeld imitation in 2021, and we're only a couple of days in. But yeah, I, I cringed when you said Evan Ingram just because I feel that, and I, yeah, have a, you know, man, oh, what could be? Let's talk about the running backs because for as much as I'd love to hype up Evan Ingram and have him not live <laughs> up to expectations, there were plenty of running backs that I loved in the 2020 NFL season that did not come to fruition. And this is this is what I thought. This is this is my thinking, Mike, entering 2020. This is how I looked at the running back position. I did not take into account the lack of offseason preparation. I tried to go in and I just tried this I, I kind of tried to look at teams that would take leaps that would continue from 2020, maybe have 
the, a little carryover. Remember when Arian Foster broke out for the Texans? He oh, actually yeah. broke out towards the end of the year before, where all of a sudden you're saying, wow, Arian Foster is, is really something. I thought that was going to be the case for a couple of guys. I thought it was going to be like that for Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. Thought maybe another year that Joe Burrows could have a good rookie season. He sure. did up until he got hurt. But Mixon ended up having his own injury problems. I don't know what happened to Kenyon Drake in Arizona. But when he was traded last year from Miami in, and went over to Arizona and had some huge games, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be the guy. And by the way, I thought he was going to be the only guy. And then and it's not that Chase Edmonds ate into his stuff because Chase Edmonds was you know kind of whatever as well. But just Kenyon Drake was just not there. And I also missed on Clyde Edwards' Hilaire's usage with the Chiefs because they just love to have Mahomes. But the biggest thing that I missed on, and you mentioned King Henry, I thought there was going to be a step back from Henry's production just for the usage-wise uh, in 2019. Sure. Just went to the old adage of, you know what, they use him a lot. You know, he's got 300 touches. Look at what they did to him in the postseason. There's got to be some carryover to 2020, and that was not the case. It was a dominant, dominant season for Derrick Henry and the Titans, and one that I just – I, I completely missed the ball because I thought you were going to see one of those step backs from a guy who just got so many carries, and that wasn't the case. Well, you look at him, you look at Dalvin Cook, and to a lesser extent, Alvin Kamara, obviously his rise to the number one spot through 16 weeks, a lot on the strength of week 16. But, yeah, yeah. but, but for Henry and Cook, it was you have capable – other components to your roster right in the case of minnesota when healthy you had madison so maybe a little bit of hey let's keep dalvin cook fresh and not run him into the ground obviously week 17 he misses the game uh due to the death of his father you know good thoughts to the family they had the worst roughing the passer penalty in perhaps the history of organized football uh, in that game. But with Derrick Henry, you've got a passing game, right? You've got guys that have emerged between Davis and Brown, Johnny Smith when he was healthy and not also required to be on the offensive line a bit because of injuries, and Tannehill with his legs making plays, as you saw in Week 17, but certainly throughout the year, that perhaps you could push back on the workload. Now they end up getting into the playoffs. So, you know, all's fair is, and, and all's well that ends well. But my mom always had a saying, Dan, it was, I'm going to save this for good mm-hmm. for when I need it, basically. So we'd buy her a nice, you know, top for a birthday and yep. it would end up in the back of the closet. And then all of a sudden, three years later, while she's cleaning said closet, stuff that, ah, I don't wear this. Like, you said you were saving it for good, damn it, <laughs> and you never wore it, and now you're you know giving it to good and good, Goodwill and Salvation Army, whatever it is. They got quality stuff that's great, but it was the idea of I'm going to save this for good, and almost as all right, some special event has to show up just to wear this piece of clothing. I kind of thought that that's what we'd see a little bit from these workhorse running backs, is that you wouldn't have that constant 25 touches early in the season when you thought you had a playoff team. Now, it turns out you needed every bit of him to make the playoffs along the way, but just just that idea that you wouldn't necessarily get that bruising workload. And as we know with running backs, you would expect for there to be a hitch in the giddy-up one week or two weeks if you're getting used that much. Somehow, even though he still runs straight up, that guy just keeps going and pinballing off people. Mike, he had 105 more carries than the third 
highest running back in the National Football League. That's, Think about that. That's three games of yeah. carries. And by the way, that actually could be four games of carries now that I think about no, it. No, in most most offenses, it would probably be four games, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's what you had. I mean, you had Derrick Henry, 378 carries. Doesn't go along with his 18 to 20 receptions that he had this past season. Dalvin Cook, who you mentioned, was second with 312 carries. And then Josh Jacobs, who did have some injury issues for the Raiders, was third with 273 carries this season. But 378 carries for Derrick Henry. Coming off of a season where he had 303 carries in 2019, um, man, just <laughs> they're like – yeah, what does this thing go up to, 11? This thing goes up to 12? Yeah, it doesn't stop at 10. Look at it coming straight out of Spinal Tap. Good there job you go. by you. Uh, but, I mean, look what happened to Christian McCaffrey, right? Not that you blame it on heavy workload the, the year before, but it goes into that pile of guys that, with a huge workload, yeah. being able to repeat is a very rare event. And when you're planning for your fantasy football squad and and looking at that number one overall pick or number two pick, you do a lot of hand-wringing. And as we know, I mean, we could do one of those end-of-cable television, uh, you know how they take a movie and the credits start to roll, and then they get really, really fast on the left side because they start <laughs> yeah. the other movie on the right? Yeah. That's how many fantasy stars, Dan, we lost for giant chunks of time in 2020. It was like, all right, uh, wait, I, did, I saw that guy in line 274. Who was that? That's it's the way they could fit in more commercials. No, That's you got to. Hey, you got to keep that mu- you know, edited for time, Dan. Uh, I was, I, you know, not only was I high on guys that didn't cash in, and I mentioned um, not being on high on high on Derrick Henry and having him have the season. I didn't think Stephon Diggs was going to work out like it did in Buffalo. Honestly, I don't think anybody did. Maybe, maybe those in the uh, you know uh, Western New York had had a feeling, but the uh, the emergence of Stephon Diggs, which also coincided with the the growth of of Josh Allen, provided something big. I also wasn't as high on DK Metcalf, and then uh, to see him make the I and maybe it's because I'm too close. You well, know, I thought you both you and I, I think we both thought Lockett was going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah, and I still thought that there was room for growth for DK Metcalf, and to see him uh, exhibit that growth in year two was a big deal. Now, as of late, hasn't been as dominant as he was at one point uh, earlier on in the season and having those monster games, but he did take a step up. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, for guys that drafted him, kudos to them for, you know, for, for his season. But even when you look at the, the wide receiver numbers, it's Devontae Adams, it's Tyreek Hill, and and then you've got Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley in, in that area. I thought Devontae Adams was in for a big season. Um, you knew Tyreek Hill was going to put up his numbers, but I probably wouldn't have had Ridley and Diggs in that scenario if I was talking about a top four. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, one of the things always to be cautious about, you know, as you, as you all, you and I certainly do when we do our analysis of all this, Dan, is folks that get get excitable and they look at season totals, always remembering that there's one or two games that may uh, make a good portion of that season. So try to filter out the noise as best you can is certainly part of it, I think. So, but that's that's to be expected. You know, Stephon Diggs, I was big on Josh, Josh Allen. I was the leader of the bandwagon uh, when it came to this MVP thing. Don't let any of these Johnny-come-latelys fool you into thinking otherwise. Uh, I, got a, I got a video stamped from... 
the Fox Sports Radio account. You can find it on Twitter. Uh, well, ahead of December. Head of the month of December, I was banging the drum. I'm actually going to go find a giant bass drum and put a Bills logo in there. <laughs> I'm running around down the streets of Southern California. But it, it's just the, the curiosity with drafting, right? It all comes down to philosophies, too. Right? Do you think a rookie can step in? Because as we talked about quarterbacks not needing that huge run-up of three, four years anymore, and it just becomes plug-and-play, wide receivers have become the same thing. Right where it used to be, all right, that guy's not going to have an impact for a year, three years, four years, whatever. You saw Claypool, you saw Jefferson, guys that would have been drafted late uh, going back to the beginning of the fantasy draft season that end up becoming, for the most part, weekly beasts. Now, Claypool went into a funk with that offense, so the final month absolutely killed you. And, you know, just going position by position, look at the running backs, right? David Montgomery ended up as a top seven running back for the year. He was a guy that probably sat on a bench yeah. for two plus months, right? Yeah. So it, it you know a little bit of deception in the in the numbers, right? Robbie Anderson finishes as a top fifteen wide receiver. I, you know, nobody's looking at Robbie Anderson and some of these other players. So, you know, trying to find where there's still some value, because sometimes we look at the side of the helmet and it still influences where we're going in, in, on our draft days. Robbie Anderson was a guy who made his hay early and then maybe held on for a ride but because, yeah, you would not think that was the case. You know, and I, I even look at, I look at, you know, the, the end of the year where Deshaun Watson ends up leading all quarterbacks in passing yards. They lose Will Fuller for their final five games of the season. And Brandon Cooks, who, you know, is, was part of that, you know, wide receiving core, he ends up having two monster games in week 16 and week 17 of the season. You look at his stat line for, for the entire year, and there were like a couple of good games. He, you know, he loves to play against the AFC South at a big game against Jacksonville uh, both times, and then had good games against Tennessee, and that's where all of a sudden you see a guy maybe like Brandon Cooks moving up the list a little bit, to your point of guys who maybe weren't there and all of a sudden, yeah, sliding up. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, one game could do it. Maybe not 50-point games from Alvin Camaro, but uh, the wide receiver position is uh, is is something else. The reliable guys like um, you know Adam Thielen become touchdown dependent, and it's just a position that if you don't have Devontae Adams or if you don't have Tyreek Hill, um, you know I love Kenny Galladay at the start of the year. I, think, I, I had think him as a top did. five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had him as my fifth wide receiver, and uh, had him very heavily invested in the fantasy leagues that I drafted or did auctions. And uh, all for naught because of week-to-week scratches. I hope he's okay, right? A hip injury that keeps you out as long as it did. And perhaps on some level it became a, all right, what's the point of rushing him back in uh, mm-hmm. with an injury like that, especially when you know you're not going anywhere. Once things went south around Thanksgiving, uh, how much of a push, much like Christian McCaffrey, as much as we got a lot of smoke every week, he's coming! He's coming! It's like McRib coming back. Hey, it's going to be here! <laughs> And yeah, but we wasn't. knew that McRib was going to show up. That was the, no, that's that was the, the thing. thing. Well, I mean, nationwide, the rollout, it's kind of like, uh, or go back to the Popeye's chicken sandwich where you had guys beating the hell out of each other, standing <laughs> in the line for a damn fried chicken breast. But, you know, we, we always try to look for clues and consistency in targets. That's one of the big things I'll be charting 
uh, as we get into the offseason and start looking ahead to 2021 and content for fantasy purposes. You know, where's the ebb and flow? You have a one week, all right, something happened, a guy pulled a hamstring or they got down 20 points or whatever. You know, you got to make sure you, you realize where those spots are for spikes because, again, once you average things out, it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous way to do yeah. it right dangerous way to play you got to find the guys that are are consistent and the, those are rare right a keenan allen when he's healthy doesn't matter who the quarterback is throw it in his general direction he's going to find it you you talked about Devonte adams and even you know a guy like mike evans he only had 105 targets coming into week 17 and the injury that took him out would-be touchdown pass from Tom Brady. I mean, you just saw that leg bend. Yeah. And as you're watching it, I'm watching it, all of America just went, oh! Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. there's no contact. There's no nothing. The leg just goes. Uh, hopefully he's ready to go, and we'll see if the Bucks can put together a run here uh, in the playoffs as they get to play the Washington football team to get things started in wildcard weekend. But – you know, that's another example of just a squad as much as you may like an individual. How many mouths to feed? And you had a lot more teams in that regard, Dan. We talk about Pittsburgh. We talk about Tampa. Two examples right off the jump of, all right, you got four or five guys. Who's going to be the hot hand in a given week that your quarterback decides he's got to got to make sure that, that he's right? Week 17, it becomes the Antonio Brown show again. If you look at his shares over the last few weeks – you know, he had an awful lot of targets that ate into the production of the guys you drafted really early. So watching the ebb and flow there and how the offenses are setting up, I think we'll probably look at coaching schemes a little more in 21 than we have in fantasy season past, too. And, and just taking a look at the, the pass catchers to wrap this up, we'll throw uh, Travis Kelsey in there um, as a tight end. But, you know, there was a stat that they, you know, put up depending on, on what game you're watching. But the Seahawks had two receivers reach 1,000 yards. DK Metcalf had mm-hmm. 1,303. Tyler Lockett had uh, 1,054 this season. You have Tyreek Hill and you have Travis Kelsey. Do you know the other team that had 2,000-yard receivers this season? Who's that? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I hate this when people do that to me. But uh, it was the Carolina Panthers with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Moore got to 1,000. 1,193, and Robbie Anderson, 1,096. He had about 18 guys get 1,000 yards in the 2020 campaign, and, uh, yeah, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore uh, make up that duo. But, so. uh, yeah, it, it's – Sometimes the the number. I mean, look at how bad the defense was, right? That's the other thing. Yeah, waiver wire becomes that much more important. I felt bad for T. Higgins in Cincinnati, not just because Joe Burrow went down, but talking about a guy who is going to become the third to a thousand. Unfortunately, sure. you know, third to a thousand as a rookie in Cincinnati. AJ Green and Chris Collins were at the other two, uh, and. Unfortunately for him, you know, you, you saw that, but also Tyler Boyd's there. So you're, you're talking about pecking orders and yeah. and splitting down all the way. But, yeah, I, w- I would have not thought that Carolina got to 2,000 yards. Robbie what? Anderson, because he didn't find the end zone. Yeah. Right? What do you have, three, t- three or four touchdowns on the year? I mean, he was a non, non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the case. Three touchdowns. And Curtis Samuel was like a buck 45 away from breaking 1,000. 
So you, <laughs> you could have had triplets in Carolina. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it truly is. The, the numbers of a season are, are crazy. All right, there's, is there anything you want to touch on from the past season? We, we've got a bunch of other episodes to, to hit up on stuff, but anything that even stood out in Week 17? Because I want to get to a fantasy game that I want people to, uh, to maybe play with their buddies if they've got an opportunity. No, sure. To. I mean, obviously, Week 17 is the danger zone, trying to figure out motivation. You know, that thing that a lot of coaches in college college football started crying about after their teams got whacked mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at you dan mullen calling you out for like the third straight week for being a crybaby. uh but <laughs> 2020 is, season ended two weeks ago yeah it? at dabo and 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 the, the rest of them uh we could do a whole episode on what happened friday uh between ohio state and clubs and Let's that, do that it. was a lot of fun to watch <laughs> uh, my brother texted me literally five minutes before the game he goes they're winning by at least 14 <laughs> and he ex- exclamation points like how, how big a you know a share do you have in this he goes it'll be fun when it comes in <laughs> so we were going back and forth over the course of the night on that but but i think just just the biggest thing is we, we talk about draft strategies and flexibility i think a lot of it is again going through and, and i think i i certainly plan to look at offensive line play a little more not that we don't haven't already done it, but to try to put more numbers on it in terms of the continuity of guys at their positions and, and where we find streaks. And obviously guys get tweaked over the course of a season and miss a game. But going back to the tight end position, how much that changes things mm-hmm. so fast where a guy might be a pass catcher. It's like, you know what? That guy in the end went down. Now you got to block more. Right. We saw it in, in Baltimore a bit. Mark Andrews. Right. He was hurt himself. But when Nick Boyle went down and Stanley went down, what'd you have? You didn't get the, the free breaks down the seam for Andrews, perhaps as much as you would normally as they tried to get back to the identity of running the football. That meant Andrews held on the line a bit more. Right. So watching those kind of moves uh, in line, but but certainly the continuity uh, of the offensive line this year was an outlier. Right. Because we didn't have your normal camps. We didn't get the normal reports and certainly the preseason games that some are calling, you know, calling for their ouster. I think you also watched a lot of sloppy football throughout this season. And as much as I love the 256, the ebb and flow of what we were seeing on a week to week basis was at some points, uh, it was tough to watch. I mean, not just that 256 to, you know, put a bow on the regular season, but there were just times because of COVID, because of injuries, and just the way things had to flow that you weren't getting a full squad out, right? And we could find the outliers, right? Cleveland with no wide receivers, or even in Week 17, the Saints didn't need running backs, but that was potentially a problem for them in week 17 go back to the denver quarterback situation when they were out and and hopefully we don't see any of that again in 2021 but always remembering to be active and and vigilant and just re- remembering that there's always going to be noise planted in local media too especially when guys are rising up depth depth charts. How many times did we see this guy's going to get the bulk of work as a running back or look for them to feature? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's never a good time for your furnace or air conditioner to stop working. But we're honored that for the past 100 years, Atlas Butler customers have relied on us the night before Thanksgiving, the day before their wedding, and even Christmas morning for fast, convenient service. Your trust means everything. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service. Call 1-800-FURNACE. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. this guy in the passing game and then there were no shows and fantasy owners were left holding the bag so being a little cautious and and making sure to uh well find that second and third source almost as if you're the reporter yourself very well said mike the uh the information that could go flying around um can't affect your fantasy lineup by the way at times you read uh, yeah it's not just political misinformation and disinformation and whatever other term you want to put on dan it happens in the sporting world obfuscation and uh shifting of blame who's called i don't know 
Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be active for the Chiefs on no, Sunday. No, exactly. Night. Look, I called I called for Josh Jacobs to face criminal charges, given the the ties of the league to gambling sites and daily fantasy and all of that stuff. It's a dangerous thing when you start playing on social media about being in or out, affecting money and how it flows. That's perfect information, and that's a danger zone. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses, additional restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships registry, Bahamas, Panama. So, so here's what we're going to do. Mike and I are going to do another episode that'll launch on Friday morning. We're going to preview all the wild card games. I'm also going to make a list of my top five moments of fantasy this past season, whether it be, you know, certain scenarios, stuff that stood out. The Clyde Edwards Elaire one actually Ooh. could make the top yeah. five, just so you know. So we're going to do that on Friday for another episode of I Want Your Flex. I want to leave you with this, and I kind of touched on it on our last episode. There's something that I do with the guys in our league for the playoffs. And not every, listen, I, I know daily fantasy leagues are very, very popular. Not everybody does them. So if you're trying to look for a way to do something and do something with the guys in your league, this is what we do in our league. We have 10 members in our league. This can work if you have 12 members. It can work if you have 14. Works really well if you've got just a group of guys that you know. You know that, that, That's the way that, that it works out best. We have a playoff system where you draft, and this year it's going to be a little different from the year, uh, previous years because there are now 14 teams in but where you have to draft one player from each team. Okay. You will have two quarterbacks on your roster, four running backs, four wide receivers. We're going to do two tight ends this year and a kicker and a defense. We did a wide receiver tight end combo in previous years, but you just have to fill out a roster. You may have some of the same players as other guys, but you get the points that those guys accumulate in the playoffs just like they would in the regular season. But there's a bit of a twist when you look at it this way, Mike is you kind of want to pick the guy that you think is going to be playing the most, who's going to be playing the most games, and sometimes that could come to backfire for you. Maybe you think that you know Aaron Rodgers would be a great pick at quarterback or Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, well, now they have a bye. They may not be playing as many games, or they may be playing as many games because they're making a run at the Super Bowl. It's something that we like to do. It's a lot of fun. We don't have a huge you know, Annie up for it. We just end up taking a bit off of the winner's, uh, you know, uh, fee for the next season, and that's how you end up doing it. And that is a fun way for us to be active, to if you, if one of your teams, if your team didn't make the playoffs, it's a way to follow. It's also a way to have your own team, but it just adds a little bit more spice in the playoffs over this month and to, uh, to continue your fantasy season. Got to spice it up. Either do that at the start of the season or, you know, you can always do it just for the playoffs, and then it becomes the all right, do I gamble on a guy having one monster game? Yeah. Right? Say say somehow Houston had gotten in. Deshaun Watson's going to have to pass because that defense stinks. Sure. So is his, well, is his 400 yards and three touchdowns going to be enough to overtake I'll give some you, of I'll, the other quarterbacks? I'll give you the perfect example. Last year, pretty much everybody in our league took Derrick Henry, and I thought, uh-uh, I'm going to take A.J. Brown. 
So he was one of my four right. wide receivers that I used, you know, and I used different running backs anywhere. Well, Henry was so monstrous that I was, I was out. There's no way that I was going to sure. be able to make up what Derrick Henry did in those three games by any of the other guys that I ended up having. A uh, year before, I remember I took Tony, uh, excuse me, Sony Michelle and was very happy with what I got from him and their Super Well, you can Bowl call run. him Tony now because I don't know what happened to Sony <laughs> Michelle for much yeah. of the season. <laughs> so when I had Sony Michelle, and I was going to say that a lot of people took Tom Brady or they took Rob Gronkowski. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so those, uh, just something fun. Again, just you pick, you got to pick one guy from each of the playoff teams, but you can only have two quarterbacks, four running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, a kicker. You can do an IDP as well. You know, you don't have to do a team defense, but it's just a way that we keep our fantasy uh, season going a little bit longer with the guys yeah. that I play with. And uh, just a way for maybe if you're interested, reach out to the guys. You could do it pretty quick. Doesn't even take a draft. All it takes is a guy to fill out his own roster, send it to you, and boom, you're good to go. Well, that's the beauty of it right you're not going to have you'll have some repetition but that's fine best ball scenario and, and away we go I, I i love it you know any way you can include it you know week 17 is always controversial we talk about doing the one-off competitions best ball or yeah or just throw an extra pot out there and uh maybe bonus points for when a coach decides to bench a guy, uh, you know, in favor of Nate Sudfeld, but you have just you, you, football goes away in a month. Yep. So make it count, right? You're going to be gathered virtually, or maybe you've got enough folks in your home that you're still yelling at each other that way. You know, keep keep it alive. Keep the conversations, as you and I have talked about all year long, Dan. Uh, a lot of what fantasy football. I don't know that it was ever more vital for people than it was this year because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right, An- another way to keep in touch. Yes. you know, to have some of that uh, blank talking that. You, you need a little bit of an outlet, frustrations of being locked down at home, depending on where you live. Maybe you, you, were, you haven't been to your office in months or you haven't seen family members other than Zoom calls and waving at them. Here's a, a way to, you know, have the group Zoom call and have it be for, you know, just laughs and giggles instead of just, you know, important information like, how you doing this week? You know, it doesn't have to be all serious. This is, this is it. But, you know, make sure to reach out to your people. Make sure they're okay, and if their team got eliminated from playoff contention in Week 17, you could just send them a Nelson Muntz. Just a ha-ha would just be great. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody would appreciate it. They'll probably give you a blank you back, either in a text message or a quick call. But either way, keep the conversations going and celebrate You know the, the postseason. We get an extra play, playoff team in each conference. We get three glorious games on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be back to preview them uh, on Friday morning. But, you know, don't let fantasy go to the wayside. And already, as Dan told you on the last episode, start planning for 21. Yes. While you're while you're in the mood, then you're not going to be distracted by any NCAA tournament brackets or anything down the line. Do it right now while it's on your mind, and then pick it up again when the magazines start coming out in late May, early June. All right, Mike, we'll do it again uh, launching Friday morning. If you want to get Mike on Twitter, get him at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox, and you can always find us on the site at I Want Your Flex on Twitter as well. We hope you had a blast in the regular season, and we hope you stick with us through the postseason. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thunderstruck. 
Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama.